The best advice I can give is from my best friend who unfortunately passed away. And she said, listen to people you want to be. She was an entrepreneur. She had a dance school. She was so beautiful, so intelligent, so courageous. And she had 160 students and she was only like 27. And she said, listen to the people that you want to be. Are those people giving you advice? Do they have your life that you want in the future? Are they living your dreams? If it's no, then don't listen to them because they're not in the position to give you advice. And that really helped me because I said, okay, what I'm going to do instead is look to the people I want to be. Have you ever found yourself wondering what you would be doing if you're not in your current job? Does the thought of launching your own business and being your own boss excite you? Today's guest is someone who put her dreams into action by finding ways to live, work, and earn remotely from any location in the world. And after spending 10 years in the corporate banking world, Aisha Priest wanted to find a way to live, earn, and work remotely. Fast forward to 2021, Aisha has now replaced her banking income by being her own boss as a side hustle coach and is the founder of Out and Beyond, where she provides coaching on how ordinary Janes and Joes can make money online, save more, and live life on their own terms. She's passionate about helping others in their journey to make extra income online by providing the resources and inspiration to help them live life on their own terms. Hi, this is Janice. And I'm Sarah N. And we're your hosts for Explore This, a podcast for the modern-day working professional. Each week, we explore actionable insights on how you can thrive personally and professionally. Hi, Aisha. It's really exciting that you're joining here on the Explore This podcast. I first met you, Aisha, from a talk that you gave at Zafigo X when you spoke about travel, remote working, and making money. And then we connected via Instagram. And I love your Instagram stories, by the way. You always share so many different and insightful tips and hacks when it comes to starting your online business, among many others. Not to mention... Your fun and very humorous family antics as well. So Aisha, welcome to the Explore This podcast. Gosh, ladies, thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you for seeing my ridiculous Instagram stories. I hope that they entertain you. They're not very professional, but I hope you get a lot of value. But yeah, thank you both for having me today. And I hope that I can share as much as I can for your audience so they get as much value as possible. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Aisha. We look forward to all the insights that you're about to share. Awesome. Can you start by sharing with us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I studied law and I did a master's in international business. And I basically had the goal of becoming the next CEO of, of, of corporate banking. And I, I did all the right things. I studied hard. I worked hard. I sacrificed my lunch break. I don't know if you, you girls can relate. You know, you do all the right things. And I, I worked in corporate banking for about 10 years. And I just caught myself one day looking out the window, just wishing that I could be somewhere else. And I, I mean, I'm looking at the window at people that were sending themselves who were probably unemployed. But, you know, I was just thinking, where would I be if I didn't have to stay in this office? And maybe I could go to Peru or Spain. And I don't know, I just, I just looked at my boss and I looked at my boss's boss and I didn't want his job and I didn't want my boss's boss's job. And I felt a bit stuck really. And I wanted to work remotely. I wanted to work where I wanted and when I wanted. And what I did was while I was working full time, I actually started a side hustle proofreading because it seemed like the easiest thing to start. And so I kind of Googled it and did some free samples and 
called myself a professional proofreader and put an ad up in universities. And then from there, I went into online teaching. And then I made the decision to actually quit my banking job, which I can discuss in further detail later. And then I went through a series of different um, freelance or remote jobs, such as a virtual assistant, social media manager, freelance writer. And along this journey, I ended up setting up my own blog at beyond.com. And nowadays, my blog is now earning me a full-time income. I run workshops, coaching, and I've been able to achieve that financial freedom, the time freedom, the location freedom, and it's so liberating. And I, I really am, I feel passionate about helping others do the same because when I was in that position in that office, wondering how to do it, I wish somebody did that for me. So hopefully I can draw some light on it and help anybody else that wants to do the same. I think your story of looking out the window, wishing you were someplace else, it's a story and a moment that many of our listeners can certainly relate to. I think even for the both of us as well, even though you have done all the right things, you studied hard, there does come you know, particular moments where you do realize that this isn't what I want for my long-term future. So we actually want to dive a little bit more into that particular moment where you made that decision to take the leap to leave your full-time career in the banking industry and one that you have been in for 10 years was there a particular trigger moment that you had that actually inspired you to take that leap of faith? I, I wished I was brave, but actually it was planned. And I think that if you're someone like me, I don't like taking risks. We work so hard and we study so hard and all our effort has gone into you know, our education and our time and our money. And I was so worried I'd throw it all away. So I didn't, I certainly didn't wake up and be like, yellow. I actually planned it. And when you plan, the risk is lower. And so the first thing I did was definitely I saved as much as I could. And so while I was doing this side hustle, I wasn't spending any of that. I was, I cut my costs and I lived quite frugally. And I, I always say save at least 12 months basic expenses. And then what I did, the second thing is learning a skill on how to find clients, learning that skill of finding an extra income for me was the big jump because I knew that you know, whatever happens, I, I knew how to find clients. And then what I did was, I think I was, um, I was on vacation and I was just dreading going back. I don't, I, I don't know, but you know, when you think, you know, you get a, a text from the boss saying, this is waiting for you when you get back. I just remember thinking, I don't want to go back. And I think I was in Laos at the time. And I looked at my expenses and I said, how long can I survive without earning an income? Let's imagine my, imagine my freelance income just disappears. How long can I survive on my savings? And I think it was like a year and a half. And so I said, okay, what I'll do is I will give myself a year and a half to live off my savings and build this up. And it was like a, a plan that I made. And then I, I made that decision. So I don't know if it's as courageous as a lot of entrepreneurs, but it was certainly planned and it mitigated a lot of my fears. I think mitigating your fears is something that we all can resonate with because there's so much investment put in by our parents into our education and lending into specific degrees. So for example, in your case, Aisha, being a banker is an extremely prestigious job. So can you share with us, because Janice and I can resonate when we decided to leave law, you know, from different people, whether it's family, well-intentioned friends, I would say, but they would definitely have a certain reaction, right? Like, wait, why are you doing this? Do you know what you're doing? Are you sure about this? You know, second-guessing yourself. So can you share with our listeners about how the people around you react to your decision to quit? And how did you feel about letting go of all of that? The thing is, people fear the unknown, right? And so what people will comment on, and often, if it is your family, 
please take this advice that it's not ill-intentioned. Like when I told my parents, naturally they were horrified because, you know, you're throwing it all away for something that's risky. And a lot of people take this personally, but recognize that often your parents have your best interest and it's not that they want the worst you, they just don't understand and they, they want to protect you. That's number one. And number two is there were ill-intentioned comments such as this, this dude was like, you're going to fail. He said, you know, I'm going to be owning three, four houses when you're going to be living at a bus stop, you know, like LOL, kind of horrible comments, you know. And the best advice I can give is from my best friend who unfortunately passed away. And she said, listen to people you want to be. She was an entrepreneur. She had a dance school. She was so beautiful, so intelligent, so courageous. And she had 160 students and she was only like 27. And she said, listen to the people that you want to be. Are those people giving you advice? Do they have your life that you want in the future? Are they living your dreams? If it's no, then don't listen to them because they're not in the position to give you advice. And that really helped me because I said, okay, what I'm going to do instead is look to the people I want to be. So in that situation, I had that one friend and that was it. So I went online, I Googled, I watched YouTube and I looked at these people who became my fictional mentors in my head to help me get through this. And to be honest, I was scared because there is a certain level of pride you have attached when you work your way up through the corporate ladder, right? That becomes your identity. Who are you? I'm a corporate banker. You have this level of like arrogance, right? You have this brand, like it's Mm. who you become. So I did, I did experience the, I call it the fall from grace syndrome, where you basically are like, okay, now what? I'm no longer a corporate banker. What am I? And I remember once I went hiking and I struggled to explain. I was an online teacher at the time, a freelance online teacher. And this guy was like, so what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm an online teacher. And it was quite unheard of at the time. And he listened to me and he said, do you know, if you're unemployed, there's no shame in that. And so people don't understand what, you, what you're trying to do, right? That was my point, basically. Listen to the people that you want to be and take your lessons from people online if you have no one in your in your immediate world. That's so good. And, you know, once again, I think Sarah and I really resonate with that, right? When we left law, lots of, you know, senior partners and even well-intentioned auntie-uncles would have certain things to say. But I think what your advice is really hits the nail on the head because while many people may have different opinions on how you should live your life, at the end of the day, you owe it to yourself to make the most out of your life. And so it's important to discern these voices and to only allow the right voices to speak into you. So I think that that's a, such a good point in helping, especially those who are thinking of making a leap or thinking of making a, tra- a transition to really discern who they should allow to speak into their life. And I think now segueing you know, into talking about building that side hustle or those of us who might be thinking about, you know, although they, they might not be ready to leave their full-time jobs yet, there are ways to start paving the way of building a side income. So in your case, you didn't leave your banker job immediately. But even when you were in that role, you started building all the skills required before deciding to make that leap of faith. As you mentioned, you did a lot of planning and that evidently has paid off. So we're actually pretty curious. What would you say is a key mindset that people should have that will be important as well? as they start to build the foundations of having a side hustle? Can I just say, I really like your questions. And they, like when you sent them, I really spent a lot of time thinking about them. And I think they're definitely helping me think. And so thank you for asking them. I think for for the first one, right, is what are you willing to sacrifice? 
So at the beginning of any journey, if you want to make a big change in the career, career transition, whatever you plan to do in your life, the beginning of the journey is going to be the hardest. And at the beginning, there's no hiding that you need to put the hard work in, right? I mean, hustle now has negative connotations. People say hustle, hustle, hustle. But at the beginning, you do have to hustle. And so what I did at the beginning was I didn't watch any television. I, I literally audited my time. Look at your time. What do you do with your time? And you've got to make that decision. If you add something to your plate, you need to take something out if you don't want to get burnt out, right? And so if you're listening this, to this today, you're like, right, I want to start a side hustle. Okay, look at your time. What are you giving up today for you to be able to start your side hustle? Because it's going to take time. It's going to take energy, number one. Number two is understanding that um, pain is not a bad thing. Uh, fear, confusion, it's not a bad thing. We have been primed to think, to run away from these feelings. But at the beginning, you're going to feel scared. You're going to feel confused. You're going to feel overwhelmed. And that's okay. Because those that can endure that confusion and that pain are the ones that get to the other end, right? And the quickest and the most sure way to fail is to give up. That's another thing. And here's the thing which I really, really kind of resonated with me. I learned the other day from Jim Carrey. He said, you can also fail at what you don't love right? And so let's imagine you, I stayed in corporate banking and I kind of worked my way up and I just went through the motions and got a promotion. As you get further up in the in a career, you become more valuable, you cost more, your job is more at risk to some extent. If you have kids and you want time off your kids, if you get sick, if you get older, you become less valuable. You are at risk at the mercy of the company, right? And you can fail at what you don't love. And so you might as well sacrifice your time and energy and fail at something you love. And if you fail, guess what? You can always go back. And this is why I told myself, because we have spent all our time building our careers, let's say you take one or two years off to explore a side hustle or your passion. In two years time, you can always go back. Maybe you won't go back at the same level, but you can always go back. Your knowledge and your qualifications, your skills are always there. Aisha, you give workshops, you teach people how to start online businesses, whether it's through blogging, you speak a lot and teach as well about search engine optimization, how they can save, how people can invest, becoming a Pinterest expert, one of your workshops that I recently attended. So can you share with us, how did you first start identifying what skills were important to you when you first embarked on building your site hustle or your business? Okay, now... How I went about it and how I'm going to give you advice is different because I've made all my mistakes and I don't advise how I did it. I'm going to teach you how you should do it. First of all, you need to decide what is it that you want to do. You may not know, you may not be sure, but you need to write a list of all the different types of things you want to do. Pick one, Pinterest manager, virtual assistant, whatever, online business. You need to think of all the options, write them down. Then you need to pick one. I'm not saying that later on you can't explore those others. You need to pick one. Okay, so let's just say you want to be a virtual assistant. A virtual assistant is basically somebody that helps someone. It's like an assistant, but remotely. And they're hugely in demand right now. And they've earned very well. So let's say you decide, okay, I want to be a virtual assistant. And I want to work remotely and help businesses with their admin and be, a, be, be an assistant. Now what? There is a course for every single job you want to do online. You'll be very surprised to find this out. You want to be a freelance writer. I can recommend a course. You want to be a VA. You want to be a Pinterest manager. Every single online job. You want to e-commerce. There's a course. Pick one 
and dedicate yourself and pick one course. If you, if you can't afford it, that's okay. Try a free course. A lot of these entrepreneurs have email lists. Join their email lists, watch and learn, consume their free content, save up, pick one course. And then what you will do is that course will teach you the skills you need to succeed in that area that you want to succeed in. And it will do it way faster. Now, I le- this is how, like if you see, I've done many, many different remote jobs. The first proofreading, I struggled along the way. I learned quite quick that the fastest way to launch myself into a new career online, do a course. Like I wanted to become a freelance writer, struggled for ages. And I took a course. Three weeks later, I had three new clients. Wow. I don't know how you did that. And I I love that you are sharing with us all the mistakes that you made so that our listeners do not make those same mistakes, right? So on the topic of becoming your own boss and how you even embarked on this entrepreneurship journey, I've heard you say this before, Aisha, doing the Zafigo talk on your Instagram, that now you love Mondays and there's no such thing as the Monday blues for you. And while the entrepreneur life is no doubt a compelling one, I'm sure that behind the scenes, there there has been a lot of blood sweat tears involved i love how you keep it real on your instagram i talk about this a lot but it's really where your personality shows because you also share about all the struggles that goes on behind the scenes so can you maybe take our listeners through that journey of what has been some of the most challenging aspects of being your own boss what is the biggest thing that i find is not knowing the next right step so when you are running your own online business chances are not many people, unless, unless you're very lucky, not many people in your circle are doing it, right? I don't know many people in my circle that are doing it, doing what I'm doing. Anyway, blogging, earning a full-time income, blogging, wanting to scale it. And so I really struggle with, okay, so do I focus on this? Do I focus on that? If I want to, each, each of these are valuable, right? I could do this, or I could do that. Both are equally valuable. And I really struggle, number one, with knowing the next right step. And number two is definitely, um, and you will face this if you decide to work for yourself or become a freelancer or side hustle and you quit your job, there is a definite sense of isolation because you will be working alone, figuring this all out by yourself. And the thing is, it's all in your head, right? People look at you, you're on your laptop, living the laptop lifestyle, you know, living your best life. But actually all the struggle and the stress is all in your head. And I'm just somebody that I don't really verbalize my problems. I like to get on with it. I feel like verbalizing it again makes me stressed. And so quite often I feel quite isolated sometimes, but I'm using tools to kind of overcome that and recognizing that there's nothing wrong with you. If you are working alone, it's, it's okay. It's normal and other people face it. On the topic of using some tools to help you navigate that, what have you tried and what has worked or so, what hasn't worked? Well, in terms of what hasn't worked, and I'm glad that I don't do it, is I don't spend a lot of money on expensive tools. I need to disclaim that. I'm very much somebody who, when I start something new, keep your budget low, keep your risks low. And so I don't advocate, and everyone's different. I don't. I know some entrepreneurs are like, oh, go big, invest all your money. I like to keep my costs low, keep my risks low. And so I try and find free options as much as I can. With So the free option for isolation is... I find activities where I'm going to meet people in a healthy way. So for example, hiking, I mean, COVID made that very difficult, right? But being able to do hobbies and activities outside my work 
gardening, whatever, or even family, like just sometimes just stopping by and spending time with family, just gardening in my mom's garden. It helps me take my mind off things and makes me feel less isolated for sure. And in terms of not knowing the next right step, and this is something I've started this year, which has helped. I've actually started investing in masterminds. And this was something I was very averse to because I don't like monthly commitments, paying every month, but being able to join. And, and I say later on when your business is running, you can do this. Don't do this at the beginning because I feel like that monthly cost might suck your resources. But I find that just seeing other people in that mastermind doing the same thing, facing the same struggles is so, so valuable and make me feel less alone. So Aisha, you know, you've shared a lot about the challenging aspects of being your own boss. And I think probably some entrepreneurial listeners out there would relate to your journey of uh, not knowing the next step and having moments of isolation. But, you know, something that I'm quite curious about is what would you say is the most surprising aspect of being an entrepreneur? Was there anything that you totally did not expect uh, before embarking on this journey and you have sort of learned it along the way? Do you know what? I am so surprised to discover that I love myself so much. Once you have to rely on yourself and you have to listen to the voice in your head and you have to every day work with yourself, I have just learned to become my best friend. And I never expected that because I always thought that, you know, you've got to be confident, you've got to look after yourself. But when you work for others in corporate, often sometimes there's people that don't believe in you, you know? They say, oh, you should do this job because... You're good at that, right? But And sometimes we go down this path because, and we do things because other people who have more authority tell us we should. But when you are an entrepreneur, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And that's so liberating. And having that kind of, what does Aisha think? What does Aisha want? And having to look myself in the mirror every day and say, do you know what? Good job. You got this. I treat myself like my best friend. And I hope I don't sound arrogant at all. But I really think that having that conversation with yourself every day in the morning, verbalizing things like, you know what? It's okay. You got this. You're beautiful. You're kind. Da, 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 da. And having that self-love has been so liberating and eye-opening for me. I love that. I mean, you know, you've talked about your challenges, but hearing you talk about the rewards and the upside of being your own boss I think that is something that is really powerful to hear. And I hope that will further encourage people to take that leap of faith because you never know the huge transformation of, you know, loving yourself, the whole relationship with yourself, that too gets transformed as well. So thank you so much for sharing that, Aisha. Another more practical aspect also is the financial freedom. And I think it's important that I mention this because this was my biggest fear when I started. Will I make enough? Will I be able to save enough for retirement? I am now, my earning capacity is unlimited. I'm going to retire early. I can say that with confidence. And I didn't believe it until maybe this year. But now I know that my business can, my baby, my little baby is my business, is grown up to a point now, now it can take care of me. And so I can now make these decisions for my family. For example, my sister was like, Malaysian borders are opening. She was like, what do you want to do? And she was like, I want to go to Chile. And she's like, but I don't have enough money. I was like, cool, I got it, I got it. I can say things like that. She's like, but it's $2,000, you know? I can do things with people I love and I can make choices to make my family and myself happy because I took that risk. And so if you're, if you're wondering whether you should embark on this journey, it's so worth it, guys. It's so worth it. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was it the dream is to own a farmhouse in the countryside. Correct. Yes, that's the dream. Live off the land. 
<laughs> yeah, we've seen pictures on your Instagram story. I mean, I gotta say, like, I was vicariously living through those images of yours as well. So we're helping you manifest that into reality. Thank you, girls. Thank you. Hopefully, you can get one too if you want that. You want to unpack a little sheep, you know, <laughs> some llamas as well. You know, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. So we want to touch a little bit more about entrepreneurship lifestyle, right? And it is a very rewarding one in a sense where you get full autonomy of your time of how you choose to spend your day to day i think that is one one of the biggest advantages and benefits of being an entrepreneur but often i think when it comes to entrepreneurship there's also the idea that you don't get to clock off at 5 right sometimes it's not it's a 9 to 12 a.m sometimes it's a 6 a.m to 12 a.m it could be much longer hours arguably but obviously with the upside of having your autonomy so we do want to actually ask you in terms of that mental wellness aspect how do you separate work from your personal life and ensure that the fuel in your tank doesn't run out seeing as how you're juggling multiple projects at any given time and especially for you having your own company we imagine that it must be pretty hard to sometimes switch off so maybe you can elaborate a little bit more about that that's an excellent question okay so here's the thing right entrepreneurship is a marathon and when you are running a marathon i don't know if you've ever run a marathon before only those who who fuel themselves up who pace themselves who look after themselves get to the end right to the end line and once i once I understood that concept, bear in mind, I didn't understand that concept at the beginning. I worked myself to the ground, burned out. But when I recognized that if I treat this like a marathon, if I feed myself good food, if I get enough sleep, if I take breaks, if I pace myself, I'm going to achieve my goal of owning a farmhouse. And if I don't pace myself, I'm not going to get there. And so number one is recognizing that your brain is the single biggest tool that's going to get you there. And if you don't look after your brain and your health, you're not going to get there. It's as simple as that. And number two is having clear boundaries. And this is something that I had to learn. And it's a muscle. Setting boundaries is something which you have to do little by little. It doesn't happen overnight. If you're lucky, maybe you know how to do it. I had to learn that. And so, for example, at the beginning, you know, I would say things like, say a client wants to have a meeting at 9 p.m. Or I had a client that's abroad wants to have a meeting at 1 a.m. Before, before, I'd be like, give me your money, you know? More money, more honey, baby. And I would like really just work and work. And then I realized that as you increase your skills and you become more valuable, you can set respectful but firm boundaries. So you can say, I can have a meeting between this time and this time. And give them options, right? Don't just say no. Give them options. So I can't do this time, but can we do this time? Number one. And number two is having very clear boundaries with your energy. And this is a big thing. So you've got to imagine your time and your energy. And you know those little glass, hourglass with the sand in, right? Imagine those time and energy just dripping away, dripping away. And you have a limited amount of time and energy in your day to direct your projects. So every time someone slides into your DMs, say, hey, can you just give me advice on this? Or can you do that? They are physically asking you, can I have your energy? Can I have your time? And they're costing you money, right? And so being very conscious about a, a yes to someone, a yes to someone is a no to someone else. And I had to go through this journey because there was one time when I was like sitting with my partner on the couch and I was replying to a client, you know, and it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I realized that me saying yes to this client is me saying no to working on my relationship or spending no to time with my family and you need to invest time and effort in the things you love and having clear boundaries on my time and energy and recognizing that it's a marathon really helped me. 
That's excellent advice, Aisha. Something that even is applicable and relevant to individuals like Janice and myself. And I think not just on this entrepreneur journey, but even just in life as a whole, managing our energy and saying no to certain things means saying yes to other things that we choose to say yes to. And so, you know, we talked about this earlier in the podcast where Janice and myself, we're early in careers and we've also done the career switch from law to MBA and our current roles now in both tech and HR respectively. And we get into a lot, a lot of career related conversations with friends who are also considering how they may jump off the career ladder completely and build their own trampoline. So tell us, Aisha, as an entrepreneur, how did you measure your own success if it wasn't by the traditional career milestones such as, you know, titles, seniority or rewards? At my birthday and normally New Year's, I have a very clear idea of, okay, what do I want to achieve for the year? And I write them down, right? And then what I do is I break those goals down. So I say, okay, so here's the overarching goals. Now, what months am I going to work on this? So it's like a journey. So I set the goals and I say, what are the actions that need to be taken? And then I put those actions in different months. And then every start of every month, I work on those actions. And so like, you no, know, I had like different income goals. So this birthday, my birthday was in August, you know, I wanted to be earning a certain amount of money, like $10,000 a month from one blog. I wanted to launch my own product. So these are all goals that I set. And, you know, you may not meet those goals. It just, here's a reality check. You may not, and that's okay. It's okay as long as you have met some of your goals. If you haven't just sat all day and dosed around and did nothing with your life, but you might want to do that. And if you want to do that, good for you. That's your choice. But if you did want to move forward with your goals and you haven't, then sit down and break it down. And so that's what I do. I basically, I have goals for like the future. Like I want to own a farmhouse debt-free. I want to have enough of my retirement income that pays me passive income to earn. And so also I want to be able to help my family. So I have these goals and I break them down and that's how I measure my success. Thank you so much, Aisha, for sharing them. Love that you don't just set an overarching goal as per the year, but you break them out into months as to what you want to achieve in those specific months. But I also like that you kept it real. There might be times where we struggle with achieving that goal, but it's okay as long as we don't just give up on it. And so Aisha, we did take the liberty and opportunity to ask some of our listeners what they would like to ask you as our guest of the evening. And so this is a question from one of our Instagram and podcast follower with the handle Monolith Treasure, who asked this question. Freelancers typically code, design, draw, or write, etc. What do I do if I don't have any of those skills? What do you have to say to that? Monolith treasure, I can relate. I had that perception too, right? Because I was in a banking job. I hate technology, still hate technology, believe it or not. I'm hopeless at coding. And I was like, everyone out there is creative. I'm not creative. When I draw stick men, they look ugly. So <laughs> I'm not creative and I don't know how to code. So what jobs can I do? And to be honest, what I did was I Googled remote jobs for people that aren't creative and can't write. And then some came up, but... Uh, some examples of what you can do. For example, virtual assisting is basically helping people with their admin jobs And at the beginning, right? It doesn't require much skill. It just, you're saving people time. So I have two VAs at the moment and they help me upload articles. They help me do, do keyword research. You know, I train them up myself. And so virtual assisting is you are basically saving someone time. And this is something which I know a lot of online businesses need and it's going to increase because more and more people are moving online. And so virtual assisting, online teaching. I mean, at my peak, I was earning about 6,000 USD a month. 
from online teaching, good money in online teaching. You can become a proofreader. You can become a translator. There's, there's honestly so many other jobs you can do that doesn't require you to write, design, or code. But my advice would be write down the things you like and write down your skills and Google jobs for people with X skills, jobs for people that love Y, because that's how I began my journey. I really take comfort in that because I have no artistic skills and I can't code to save my life as well. So thank you so much for that kind reassurance, Aisha. <laughs> it was welcome. And just to say also, people think, you know, a virtual assistant, oh, I'm not going to earn much money. Virtual assistants earn a lot of money. If you can get your clients in the US, they'll pay you decent money. Like, so go on, on my site, outandbeyond.com. If you put in virtual assisting, I, I have plenty of guides. I have what you can earn. And, you know, some, and sometimes they're earning more than my banking job. I know some VAs that earn more than my banking job. So I'm telling you guys and girls, if you get a good VA, you pay her well. So it's, you can earn well as a VA. Thank you so much for that insight. So for you guys who are curious to find out more, please check out Aisha's blog at autumnbeyond.com. And as we're coming towards the end of our conversation and one that we're enjoying and learning so much right now, we always like to ask our guests one question at the end of every episode. So the question we have for you, Aisha, is what is something that you would like to explore more of? Oh, well, what would I like to explore more of? I think, right, I like talking. I don't know if you noticed, but I, I like talking. And I like talking and helping people. There's no point me talking and then nobody's gaining any value. But I get, I really enjoy my workshops. I really enjoyed speaking at Zafigo in, in the conference. And I'll be speaking at a couple of summits next year. I really want to look into how I can become a speaker. I want to help people and touch the lives in a, on a bigger scale. And I think that I think that's something I would like to explore. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's something I can do, but definitely want to look into it. Maybe becoming a speaker. That's incredible. We'll check in back with you as well, Aisha, to see, help you see that come to reality, hopefully. And so on that note, I believe, Aisha, you have a very special treat exclusively for our Explore This podcast listeners. Aisha, why don't you take some time to share your special treat with our listeners? Yes, thank you. So what I've done, right, is many of you here perhaps want to get into starting a side hustle or freelance job, but you don't know how to start. You don't know where, who's going to hire you. You don't know what jobs to do. So I do have a masterclass. It's a course which you can take and it teaches you from the ground up what jobs you can do, how you can get hired, how to find a client, what can you charge? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all a $10, 10 USD discount code. At Explore is the code. Sarah, if you can just spell it out. Yep. So it's A-C-T-S-P-L-O-R-E for a 10 USD off Aisha's course. Yeah. And the course is affordable. It's under $50. And so if you use that code, it will actually take you through a journey on, okay, so right now you're sitting here, you're wondering, how can I start a side hustle? What, what can I do? If you go through it, by the end of it, you will know what side hustle to start, where to begin, who's, to hire, who's going to hire you, where to find the jobs and what to charge. And that's the objective of that masterclass. And we'll be sure to leave the link to Aisha's masterclass on finding freelance jobs for beginners in our show notes, in addition to that special and exclusive promo code, which is A-C-T-S-P-L-O-R-E. And Aisha, where can our guests find you? Okay, so my, my site is beyond.com. So on beyond.com, I think in the show notes. So if you want to find out all the remote jobs you can work in, how to make extra money. And also if you could follow me on my Instagram, that's where all the action is. But 
look at the stories. All the action happens in the stories. The actual posts, I don't really spend much time on, but if you want to really learn useful tools, it's Aisha Priest, A-I-S-H-A-P-R-E-C-E. And to be honest, I'm, I'm pretty flexible and pretty open about replying to DMs as long as you come in respectfully. I really want people, as many people as you can, so don't feel scared. Come and send me a message and I'll make sure that I'll get back to you if you have any questions. Thank you so much for that, Aisha. So everyone, please don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Do DM Aisha if you would love to pick her brains um, after today's episode. So once again, we would like to thank you so much, Aisha, for your time speaking to us today on how we can be our own boss, how we can build skills for our side hustles. And we especially love that you're living proof that it's possible to find a side hustle that can suit your skills and interests and earn enough to quit your nine to five job. And we do understand that while not everyone can or may want to quit their day job right now, we believe that it's possible to still venture into a side hustle outside of your nine to five. So some key highlights of um, the conversations that we've had today, Aisha, you shared with us about how it's important to listen to the people that you want to be rather than to listen to everyone who tries to speak into your life. And secondly, you also talked about the importance of auditing our time and knowing what are some of the ways to use up your time productively and to know what you are willing to give up or sacrifice in order to achieve your goals. And last but not least, you also shared with us a really key lesson about learning to set boundaries with people and also with your own energy as well. So we really thank you so much for your time today, Aisha. We've learned so much. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I really want to thank you and your audience for taking the time to listen to this. And I guess if you're listening to this, I want you to just take a moment and, you know, however long this podcast is that you're listening to, you've, you've allocated that time for yourself. And I think you should actually give yourself a pat on the back and, you know, taking every day, just taking little actions and making time for yourself and developing yourself is going to get you closer to your goals. So thank you both ladies. I really appreciate you. It's been an honor. And thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Aisha. If you've stuck around to the end of this episode, we want to say thank you for exploring with us. And if you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and most importantly, share this episode with your friends. We'd love to hear from you. So you can also connect with us on Instagram using the Instagram handle Explore This Podcast. A-C-T-S-P-L-O-R-E This Podcast. New episodes for Explore This drops every Monday at 8pm. See you then! Thank you.